Okay, ask that again, Adam. We're gonna start the podcast like a like a morning drive radio station. Chad, what's up, man? Uh, welcome to ninety eight point three FM, The Verb. <laughs> Get your morning started. I'm here with Chad. What's up, Chad? What's hot today? Yes, dude, just rising and grinding, right? Every single day, that's what we do, right? Okay, that's in our DNA, right? That's Chad Nation. That's who we are. We feed off adversity. It's our rocket fuel, okay? And Chad, so- I, lo- I love your motivational uh, quotes that you give us every single day. What do yes. you got for us today? Listen, here's the thing. You know, I had this other guy, this guy told me one time, right? I was just, I was just like knee deep in all this success. Okay. Things were going crazy, right? All this stuff going on. And this guy's like, Hey, have you bitten off more than you can chew? I'm like, what? Have <laughs> I bitten off more than I can chew? Listen to me. Okay. I would rather choke on success. Okay. than nibble on mediocrity. Okay. You feel me? I will always bite off more than I can chew, okay? And I will not apologize for it, okay? You heard it here, folks. 98.3, the verb. Check it. No, oh, my word. Uh, uh, <laughs> what did you... Yeah, I'd rather choke on mediocrity. Wait, I'd rather choke on rather, success than I'd rather choke. What? Where, did you uh, say that before? I, Is that, that in is a video a, that you friend, made? Or- a friend sent that to me. A friend sent me that quote. Uh, I don't know who said it. That's real. Somebody but it's really a, said that. A, a, a realtor. A real it's a realtor friend of, or I don't know if he's a friend or who. I don't know who this came from. One of my okay. friends saw this and sent it to me. So amazing. Oh man, yeah. Oh man, I'd rather I, I'd rather choke on success than nibble on mediocrity. I texted you guys. So we've done. We've got one episode. I don't know. The first step, so we're doing this on Zoom or uh, a thing called Riverside.fm online, and uh, just just this month while we're you know having the baby, and uh, uh, I, t- I texted you guys whenever we released the first one. I was just like, we need our energy to go up because it was so it was yeah. so it was so 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 slow and so sad. And what just happened is exactly what I was what i was wanting it is we yeah. started off on the right foot that's what we yeah. need <laughs> uh, that's great we uh, need to be reminded yeah it's good merit right. what'd you say i used i was no your mug says merit on it i oh yeah that's where what you and i went we went on a little uh you and i actually i have been to this coffee shop merit in in san antonio if, if you're watching this or listening i'm i'm drinking coffee bad coffee that i made myself uh, unfortunately, um, we had a whole conversation about it off air, but, uh, Merritt coffee company in San Antonio, uh, I've been there with each of you, but for separate reasons. Yeah. The same one in San Antonio. Yeah. It's the same one. Gary and I went there when I had a show, you and I went there, Chris and I went down for a, a retreat with a guy we like named John Mark Comer and, uh, and they were both, hey, you know what, guys? They were both special. In, <laughs> yeah, in their special life. times. Yeah. Who did hey, you have more fun with? Ooh. <laughs> yeah. Well, I will say uh, one of you wanted to be at that coffee shop and the other one did not. <laughs> Does that mean anything? I'm sure they had like a, a iced chai I, or something. He didn't I'm, get it. One of, one of the friends was able to appreciate 
merit. The other one was not, I think is probably yeah, fair. I also say. bought a mug. Yeah. Yeah. I did not buy a mug. So maybe that tells you which friend. There's this, um, there's this like, I just feel is... like all the, they're all the same. They're all the same. Oh my God. Every coffee are. shop you guys have brought me to. That's how I feel about comedians. It's been Whoa. exactly the same. All the same. So, so. <laughs> fair enough. <laughs> so Chris, uh, uh, Starbucks or um, we, we got a, a shop. Denny's, sir. Yeah, sir. Cirque. We got a we got a or merit here. Starbucks or merit. You're saying they're the same? No. So Starbucks is that's like saying McDonald's is the same as like a like a high end burger place. I'm saying all the coffee shops you guys take me to, I'm assuming oh. are more high end, like nice coffee shops, but they all. They're all like the same to me. Like it's like, oh yeah. I mean, the, we have good cool. taste in coffee. They're all yeah, good no, coffee shops. It's I'm not to say I'm not saying it's bad. I guess I guess I'm just saying I'm not like geeking out over like, oh look at these handmade countertops. You think that's what we care about? The handmade. No, I know. I, well, that, what countertops are handmade, Chris? You don't care about vibe, like about the experience, like. That's one of the th- – it's not just the coffee. It's I go and have a, a really great experience sometimes <laughs> in these coffee shops. Maybe it's because I don't like coffee that it just um, – What about restaurants? Like, yeah. I mean I feel like – I feel like you said, Adam, one of the friends was excited to be there. Obviously, I was the one who was. It wasn't that I would. I didn't want to be there. It's just that I. That I don't appreciate what yeah. they're offering. I guess it's just it, you, we could sit anywhere basically and have this experience. Is the way I feel. Um. So I'm trying to get to the bottom of why. What would I appreciate if it's not the countertops and the people and with beards and aprons on? <laughs> what is it that I'm appreciating? <laughs> if I don't like coffee. <laughs> The pastries, they they're like pastries. They're, they're, they're trendy clothes, and they're you know whatever. I the merch. I, I, <laughs> I appreciate I, the merch. I yeah. think that I mean, yeah, no, I understand what you're saying about the handmade countertops. Now, yeah, like I want a coffee shop with a good vibe, but uh, don't you like? And actually, I think I'm realizing this about you now. I think I know the answer. Don't you like to sit in a in a I don't know, maybe a more inspiring place to yeah. talk or read or whatever. You you don't care. That's a really great question because I I, I feel like I care. I do like I do like nice surroundings, but like we sat outside and it was pretty hot. Yeah. And like so it, like I I didn't feel like, "Oh my gosh, this is so nice. This wobbly table that like it didn't feel like it was like a great atmosphere. It felt more like we were outside. You know, I mean, it was yeah. It was kind of we uncomfortable. Out, Chris, you know why we were outside? Because the place <laughs> because it was full. so popular that it was full. <laughs> I, I, you know, actually, I think we might be onto something. Uh, Chris and I, this retreat that we went on a couple of months ago was at a mm. Catholic. Is it a monastery or campus? Yeah, something and, like that. I think it was kind of. And the ground, the grounds were really beautiful. The we actually mm-hmm. stayed in a dorm there. It was mm-hmm. a, kind of a three-day spiritual retreat, four-day. And our room wasn't very nice. It was clean, but it wasn't nice. Yeah. yeah. I regularly found you in there reading, just you. Mm. 
Mm. Whereas I would go outside and read in a yeah. garden or something like that. And that was yeah, very yeah, reflecting yeah. to me. Is it because it's it was air conditioned? Oh, well, here's what it is. I actually think it was, it was the fact that I could sit and like have a desktop to work from. Yeah. Okay. Like, cause I was like journaling and stuff too. Cause I, I, I loved the grounds and I really enjoyed walking around, but all the seating was like benches. I felt like, so like to sit and like, right. Seats are a big deal too. I, I, you have mentioned <laughs> like, this is a nice chair many times in our relationship. That's interesting because I go on these trips to the mountains, um, where every year we, we go up to the mountains. And one of the things that's, really difficult about it is that there's nowhere to sit Chris like, just lo- his coffee is chairs yeah maybe so it's i like the good, seating yeah it's very comfortable <laughs> we get we fly to a new town you're like you want to go check out west elm it's really cool <laughs> yeah <laughs> maybe somewhere with a booth start bringing your own chair yeah that's what it is on these camping trips because the the logs aren't cutting it for you well, just even like you go explore and like... I do remember one time, Chris, you said that one of your most amazing experiences on the mountain yeah. was you found these rocks that were fashioned in a way that was a perfect chair for you. <laughs> that was a big <laughs> I deal. Did, I totally forgot about We're learning so much about me. But it's true. I, <laughs> I stumbled upon these rocks and it was just like it had just been like cupped out just perfectly for my little bum to sit in. I was like, this is amazing. Oh my god! I felt so seen by God because there was a little rock with like a, a little, little cupping. Someone comes and sits down, and God's like, "That's actually Chris's seat." If you could, that's Chris's. That was else. that was formed for we him. Made, we made that for just him. for him. Oh man! I don't that's, know. Did your couch have a perfect groove where you sit? Oh, is that I you? Mean, not really. I used to like, have a couch that was is, that way. We have new couches now, but yeah, okay. it was like I'd always sit in the exact same spot every time, and it kind of got a little. All right. Speaking of ambience and experience me and ginger when we were in auburn this weekend we were at auburn community church and everywhere we ate was amazing i went to a pizza place that was amazing we went to this place called lucy's is this that was incredible in auburn alabama oh alabama Alabama. Alabama. gotcha and then we went to this place called acre which they sat their their restaurant was on an acre and they had like gardens and stuff so they sourced some of their stuff from their own gardens but it was amazing um so if you're in auburn i just assumed it was like a college town but it's it's pretty it is. sweet huh it is a college yeah. town yeah and it's kind of it's it's really pretty um mm. i feel like just the east coast the south like there's way more trees and a lot taller trees oh yeah and you can't see everything yeah. from the highways and stuff but especially in georgia it feels really nice yeah. Oh, yeah. So. Uh, happy but birthday, that, by the way, Gear. It's. Oh, it, yes. I don't know when this yeah. is airing, but he just hit, he just hit 41. 41. Yep. It was great. Woke up in a hotel room. Ginger had uh, bought some cinnamon rolls from the local bakery, grocery oh, store God. bakery. <laughs> Put some candles in it. Hung up a happy birthday banner. Um, the kids all went to a home goods store and got me some gifts. No, so, nice. man, it was fun. Well, it was oh, kind of fun being on the work 41. trip. What? How's it feel? I said, "Oh, to be forty-one." Oh. Sounds so amazing. <laughs> yeah, it was great. It was. We were on a 
a family vacation um, to Florida with my brother and his family. And then on the way back, we stopped in Auburn for a work thing. Mm. And so the whole family was with me and I had the boys help me do interviews, film <laughs> interviews with the, That's awesome. some of the staff at the church. And I was like, this is fun. Like that we're just working yeah, that's and they're part. part of it. Adam, you weren't able to be at the shoot because of, of, uh, I keep wanting to say Luna, but Ira, uh, yeah, we got to do, episode? I got to do, no, sorry. Is this first episode we filmed since, since my daughter was born? Yes. Sorry. Okay. Oh, I guess it is. What the heck? I was just going to say, it was really cool to, uh, I got to act in a shoot that Gary was doing. And, uh, and we, the, like his kids were, were the crew. It was awesome. Oh, that's fun. They were, uh, they were running the lights and doing all the stuff. So, <laughs> yeah. So I was supposed Following to Gary around, you guys were, you guys were looking for extras for it. And I said, I would do it. You're like, it pays a hundred dollars. And I was like, hundred bucks, hang out with my BFFs to sign me up. <laughs> and then, uh, about, about one o'clock in the morning that day, uh, Di went into labor and uh, three hours later, we had a beautiful little girl, Ira June Bush, six pounds, 15 ounces, uh, doing great. We're home. We've been home. This uh, She's actually two weeks old today. So um, she's doing pretty good at sleeping, but we're all just kind of hunkered down in the house, hanging out uh, and uh, yeah, just getting used to being a family of four. It's great. Yeah. Lou's loving it. Lou, she wants to help so much, it's a little in the way. <laughs> what? No. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Were your yeah, kids like totally. that at all? Like, oh, just yeah. Like, I mean, yeah, it's, okay. she's just like, you're she, hugging a little strong here. That's a little, okay, let's be gentle. Well, she's just, she's just kind of a little slow at things and like, you know, like, she was like, can I feed her? I'm like, sure. But then she puts the bottle in, takes it out, puts it back in, replaces it with a pacifier. It's like very slow. And then eventually gets bored and asks me to finish feeding her. It's like, I could have yeah. already been done. Uh, she does like this thing that I do. One of the first days I started, uh, Ira is so tiny. I And Luna sleeps in a bunk bed. She sleeps on the top bunk. I started coming in to Luna's room and putting out a puppet show with Ira. Like Ira's the puppet <laughs> over the bunk bed. Mm, I go, mm-hmm. hi, mm-hmm. hi, sister. I'm here to teach you about whatever. And just Luna thinks it's just the funniest thing every day. She thinks it's so funny. And every night when I, when, whenever I pray with her to go to bed, she asked me if I would do puppet the next morning. <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. With that's her awesome. baby sister that's with from her- the... 1880s. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, all right, we got to get into this podcast. Um, today we were, we're it's called, uh, it's not even that we had a kid, but um, this episode I think is going to be called Adam's Big News because I got a Ooh. killer summer that has started uh, professionally and it's really fun and we thought it'd be fun to talk about. So, yeah. here we go. Welcome to the podcast, Risk It for the Biscuit, about Chris and I. Uh, we were at, we worked at a job. I worked 
at a church for 15 years. Chris worked there for 22 and a half years, and we stepped away a couple of years ago to pursue a profession in comedy. I'm a stand-up and a writer. Chris is an actor and a stand-up, and uh, this podcast follows that journey. We live in Tulsa, Oklahoma, and we're doing this podcast with producer Gary, our Woo! best friend, um, who is along for the ride in every way possible. Uh, we're the trifecta, the trinity, if you will. <laughs> I don't know who's the father, the son, or the Holy Spirit, but... I, none, none of those. <laughs> none of them, yeah. Uh, Risk It for the Biscuit is brought to you by Northern Creative, which is Gary's company, video production at its finest. Chris, would you like to give a quick uh, quick uh, spiel for Northern Creative? Listen to me. Stop what you're doing right now. <laughs> if you need video help... Gary Hornstein and Northern Creative. That's all. That's that's the answer. That's the answer. Give all right, you call. heard it here. Northern <laughs> Creative. You can check out their work at northern.work or you can check out the Instagram at uh, Northern Creative on Instagram. Yeah. And we're also brought to you by uh, my home comedy club, the Tulsa <clears throat> Looney Bin Comedy Club. You can check out their lineup at Tulsa.LooneyBin dot com uh, they've got some killer headliners coming out this year and um, some killer MCs and features like me this yeah, year yeah. so check that out we'll talk more Woo. more about them a little bit later yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's the sound you'll be hearing at the end of the show <laughs> yep that's long. okay <laughs> so long <laughs> All right, today we're talking about Adam's big news. It's all about me. What's Chris? Tell everybody that thing that Hazel does. <laughs> so my daughter Hazel started this joke where, if someone's talking about one of our other kids, she'll just kind of jokingly interrupt and be like, um, uh, "When are we going to talk about me?" <laughs> Sorry, it's really funny to me. Uh, my, funny my other kids. My other kids don't think it's funny. They're sick. They don't think it's funny. They, they just roll their funny. eyes. They're just like, Hazel, stop. <laughs> Hazel it doesn't makes me laugh every single time. I think that's oh, why yeah. I hate it. Hazel it doesn't understand. Like, <laughs> how, she doesn't understand how like true to life it is. Right. Like, yeah. So we have, uh, so the, so uh, big summer head and I'm so excited. This is like, what what is happening in my life? I keep texting the guys. I uh, Chris and Gary and I have a have a text thread going where when something awesome happens, usually professionally, we uh, we'll t we'll just text that it happened and say celebrating wins, which you do it the most, Chris, and I'm really proud of you for doing that. Um, but I keep texting the guys. I'm living my best life every single day because I'm doing something that I've really wanted to do for a long time. So. A few episodes ago, we talked about how I work on a television show called The Page Finders, which is an animated television show for pre-teenage kids. It hasn't come out yet. We've been in pre-pre-development for like two years. It's um, funded by a studio in Richmond, Virginia, and they uh, are great. I love working with them. Anyway, so uh, we, hit a, we hit a spot at the end of the uh, spring where we had kind of taken it as far as we could. We've never worked in animation before. There's a team of six that is working on this. Uh, I, I probably have the most experience working in television, but my stuff is live action. And we, 
I'd written a couple of scripts. We had the characters designed by a studio out in Burbank. And uh, in fact, they're kind of, if you're looking online, you can kind of see some of them or like, if you're watching this, you can see some of them right there. Um, but it looked like Woody from Toy oh, Story. <laughs> no, that's just, <laughs> that. If you're watching this, let's see here. My picture. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So that is a picture uh, that my friend Matthew Lund drew uh, for my daughter Luna. It is Matthew Lund is a uh, Pixar veteran. He worked at Pixar for 20 years, uh, including on Toy Story. So he was there right at the beginning and he drew a picture for my daughter of uh, it's it's Buzz and Woody. Buzz, Woody, Slinky Dog and Alien. <laughs> yeah. And he drew it for my daughter and I hung it in my office. <laughs> <laughs> Lou doesn't even know about it. She's she never doesn't seen know it. about it. I didn't want her to. I didn't want her to mess it up. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's true. it is true. Yeah, um, I thought I'd frame it for her one day and put it put it in a room. Um, yeah, but the other ones, the other ones right there are uh, some of the. It's kind of hard to see, but some of the characters. Yeah, let's see. Hard to do this. Right, yeah, there we go. Some of the characters that we've had designed. So uh, anyway, so we were kind of at a point where we were just like, we don't really know what to do yet. We needed a director, someone who had experience directing um, an animated project. And we had reached out to my friend, Matthew Lund, who um, directed, he, he was a st story guy on so many Pixar films, all the Toy Stories, um, uh, Monsters, Monsters Incorporated, Monsters University, Cars. Um, he worked on Onward, was probably the last one that he worked on. Uh, so he's legit dude. Uh, and then he directed his own short after he left Pixar called Sprite Fright, uh, which won some animation awards. It's on YouTube. You can watch it. It's very good. Uh, it's made in Blender. We approached him about directing our short, and he read my script, and he said no. Um, just said he didn't have time. And so we're like, okay, that's fine. So we started looking for another director and had a couple of meetings and a couple of people that we were interested in. And then the writer strike happened and which is still going on. And every, most of the big projects that Matthew was on are there at a halt. Mm. And I had since then rewritten the script to because he had given me some notes. He was just, his note was like, it needs to be more entertaining, which is you know, <laughs> such a good note. Make you know, me care. Make me care. Make this interesting. <laughs> so I had rewritten it. And one day he and I were talking and he just said, hey, send me the script again. Let me, let me check it out. And I sent it to him and he was interested in directing it. Uh, he liked the changes. He had some time. And the long story short, uh, he signed on last week to direct a, uh, it'll be a five to nine minute episode, proof of concept of the page finders. And so we are moving forward. It's awesome, man. Yeah. So I'm very excited. I met Matthew 10 years ago when he was working at Pixar and I have wanted to work with him. We've stayed in contact <laughs> ever since. And yeah. I have wanted to work with him. We've almost, almost had projects greenlit a couple of times and everything, and they fell through, but now we are fully in it. And so uh, we are, we're officially in pre-production on our animated television show, which uh, is going to take three months and we've already started working on it. So that's where I'm at. 
kind of three awesome. months and we'll be able to watch it. No. Oh. <laughs> three months and you will be able to watch an animatic of it. Okay. What is an animatic? An animatic is a um an edited uh series of storyboards. Mm. If you've ever seen um if you've ever seen you guys have but for the listeners if you've ever seen like a drawing of a toy story scene or a drawing of like snow white from back in the day um those are called storyboards and it's basically a very inexpensive way to kind of get a feeling for what the scene is going to be like before you animate it because animation is like i mean this is kind of on the cheaper end but matthew's animated short which is nine minutes was a million dollars to make Mm. it's very expensive so what you do beforehand is you draw you just draw the scenes and put them together and we edit them together and we put sound design on them sound effects temp music and even temp voices and uh see how it feels so at the beginning of september you will be able to watch our whole episode in animatic form mm. so that's what we're working on right now it's awesome will you uh take it to animation then or is the proof of concept the animatic we will and take it to funding. animation i don't know how the funding works i don't know if the episode is already funded or like the animation is already funded or if they have to find funding, which is pretty common. But I know that at least right now there's funding to do this animatic, which is also fairly expensive too. Hmm. So um, awesome. our friend, Joel, be fun. Yeah, so yeah. It's really, it's really exciting. So one of the, one of the things that's unique about this, because you know, I always tell people that I'm a writer and I did write the script on this, but um, the way that we're writing it now, I'm still the writer on the project, but the way that it, it's working is I'm actually moving over to be an editor. And, and so we are working with a storyboard artist in Holland and we, all this week we have taken, um, we took my script and then we brainstormed some new bigger ideas with it, just some different, some adjustments. And we have all week been emailing back and forth the beats. So we're just writing the beats of the story. This is what you're using chat GPT for. Yeah, exactly. So that that way I don't have to do any work better. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Yes. Yes. Uh, So we're just writing out the beats of the story. So I have like two pages of beats and it's just like this, this is a space adventure about uh, featuring a bunch of kids. And so the first beat was just like three three preteens are inside a dark ca- cavernous chamber. Like that's the first beat. Okay. Mm. So and then the second beat is they're looking at a uh, an altar that has a stone on it, all all uh, uh Indiana Jones and the Raiders of the Lost Ark. That scene with the mm-hmm. golden statue. So beats just like that. And so when yeah. So two, two pages of beats. So we're working on that right now. And then we send that to the storyboard artist. The storyboard artist works on it 40 hours a week, 
cranking out all of these storyboards and then he sends them back to me and then I edit them together in Premiere. And so I'm putting them all together, uh, working on the timing. I put in sound effects. Uh, I'll bring like Chris will come over. Uh, if you're watching this uh, right now, this door right here is a little vocal booth. Uh, Chris will come over. I'll do it. Die, I'll do it. We'll all do temp voices, uh, which is fun because there's a lot of alien characters. So we can do a lot of like weird alien sounds. Uh, a lot of sound effects. And then I put that in there and then we, and then we export it and we watch it together. And then we edit the script based on that. And so uh, uh, it, it's kind of like, it's a little backwards the way that I've worked before, but I'm assuming this is how the professionals do it. So you basically <laughs> keep making versions of it and then keep adjusting it. At what point do you go, we don't have, we're out of time or we're out of money to keep. <laughs> we only have three months. Right. I think we're only budgeted for three months because that's how fast Matthew said that we could do it. So okay. my assumption so is time is your deadline. I think so. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. I mean, I could see like maybe he he might you know if he needed a couple more weeks he might just throw those in there with you know like be like hey let's just try to wrap this up but yeah i mean first of september i think we'll be done yeah and then we take that around so we just got to make it as exciting as we can and i've wanted to make one of these i i've kind of made one with gary one time for pete and penelope but this being like an adventure heist i've wanted to make one of these forever and being able to like follow someone who it just has so much experience mm -hmm. making some of the greatest movies in the world. I mean, mm -hmm. Toy Story is just like, yeah, it's amazing. Yeah. Man. Yeah. It's Toy Story. Well, it's been really uh, cool too. It's just like, I know this has been something you've, you've been dream dreaming of for a long time. Or I, I know, you know, I, I think we were at the same conference yeah. where we met Matthew Lund. Yep. Uh, in, in Vancouver. Yeah. In Vancouver. And, Obviously, he's you know super super cool guy, um, but it never even crossed my mind to try to establish a relationship with him. And then, of course, you're you have <laughs> in the way you're you're able to build relationships with the people, and uh, it's a gift you have. But it's been really cool for me, even just to see over yeah the last decade or however long it's been. It's probably I feel like it's been longer than ten years. It was 2013 when we met, when we went to that. Chris and I went to was a it conference. Really? Gary, Gary went there too. Yeah, we all went yeah, to a conference in Vancouver. We heard about this Pixar time. guy who was doing a storytelling masterclass in Vancouver. Yeah. And we all went and uh, and uh, heard him. You know, actually, yeah, 2013. That's right. So, yeah, 10 years ago. Yeah. yeah. Amazing. So, anyways, it's uh, it's just really cool to see. You know, you you guys are finally able to work on a project together, man. It's really I'm really excited for you because it's I'm so it's, excited. It's really cool. One of the things he 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 said he was leading me. Matthew is a teacher. He he also uh, teaches uh, storytelling, pretty significant storytelling workshops to very large companies like Adidas or uh, I don't know. Adidas is big, whatever. Facebook, Meta. Um, one of the so he's always he's really good at teaching. One of the things he said in laying out the way this was going to work was he said at the end towards the end of the project we're gonna we're gonna hire like three consultants from Pixar mm -hmm. that are gonna give us um, one's gonna give us consulting on my edit <clears throat> one's gonna give us consulting I think on the on the dialogue 
and one's going to give us consulting on some of the character designs. And then he said, and then we'll take, we'll, we'll do a time of plussing up the dialogue for jokes, which mm. I was I'm very excited about. Mm-hmm. Like that's just like jokes, gags, anything like that. I'm just, that's going to be a blast. So man, that's such a cool, that's so cool. Yeah. That process. Yeah, yeah, whenever there's so, so that, much money put into every second of an animated thing, it's like every little detail is is maximized and there's yeah. no wasted movement and there's no wasted time or any of that. Where like a live comedy show or even a stand-up set, very easy to for it to be fat or fluffy or, you know, yeah. where yeah. it's like this is just like absolutely like every, every second is accounted for and, and purposeful, uh, which is that process is always really interesting to me. Along the same lines, I, I love working on things that are short and this at the most would be nine minutes. I I think it'll probably be closer to six, Mm -hmm. but, uh, I, I don't know. There's something about something that's a lot shorter that is, I don't know, maybe it's just easy. Is it easier maybe just to like really get in there and dive in? I, I hear about some of my friends who have edited a whole movie or like a whole mm. episode of a television show. And even I did it with Pete and Penelope. I mean, I had to watch those 11 minute episodes and there's seven of them so many times. It just gets mm. so boring. Like it's so mm. long. So being able to work <laughs> on one thing that's like seven minutes is really exciting because it just feels like it's a little easier to handle i know i i hate having to review a four minute story i know yeah i know you're right just send it (laughs) (laughs) that's what it's like to me like filmmaking the idea of creating a movie that's two hours long or something like how do you the editing process of that how do you know that it's all hitting and like yeah that seems over completely overwhelming even i was talking to a friend last night and he said he's working on a project that's going to take a year just because they have to wait for the fall like Mm. they can shoot stuff now but then certain things like in november Mm. i'm like goodness how do you forget about what Mm. you've done (laughs) already Mm. just so long to stay focused on something. I mean, yeah, they're not all... continuously working on it, but to have to come back to something. When when the three of us worked together at the church, the the way we would work together a lot of times was we would work on a story of someone and I would I would do like the interview and I would do the preliminary edit and then Chris might come in and do the cleanup edit and then Gary would you know polish it up at the end. And every time I'd watch I would watch it so many more times than you guys. And I would, it would get to the point where like, I would, I would be like, all right, I'm ready to show it to you guys. And you'd come in and I would just leave. <laughs> like, I can't watch, I can't watch this thing again. And it would be only like five minutes. Mm-hmm. So moral of the story, there is a moral of the story. And, well, uh, good things take out? time. Are you getting emotional? No, I'm not getting emotional. I'm trying to think about how spiritual I want to be because this isn't a Christian podcast or anything. But I would I would just say for those who have who know or understand my hey, whoever's listening to this or whatever, like I obviously have a very strong faith and belief in Jesus Christ. And uh this is uh this experience of being able to do this is um a 
hopefully a testament to patience and um, being obedient to God in times that I didn't want to, mm-hmm. doing things that he was asking me to do, working for people that for a season I was ready to be done, or um, just even uh, having experiences where I would lay something down to serve my family. Uh, it has felt like this experience has been uh, a moment where God has maybe honored some of those decisions. Mm-hmm. And I, I haven't always done them right, but I've done some of them right. And uh, I just am, I'm just very excited. And yeah. maybe I should title the episode, Adam's Living His Best Life. <laughs> that's, how I feel. that's how I feel right now. That's awesome, man. Oh, well, yeah. So, like I said, I'm excited. I know this has been something you've wanted for a long time and and have have exercised a lot of patience. I mean, even just your ability to build relationships with people like someone like a Matthew Lunn, it, it takes patience and like you can't just bang down the door or come on too strong or whatever. You know, it's just like yeah. I just watched you just be patient with all of that stuff. And so it is really cool to, to kind of see it actually finally work out where you're going to get to. And there's been close calls where you think, Oh, I think that we're going to, wasn't it like a whole Sesame street thing yeah. that, that we, was we kind were, of heartbreaking we were working, it was like, yeah, we were working on a project with, it was, a, it was with Sesame street and NASA and yeah, we, that's right. we, we got into it. I mean, we started writing episodes and then the whole thing just fell through and it never got green lit. It was going to be on HBO. Yeah. It was amazing. Oh yeah. 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 So anyways. Awesome. Well, thank you, Chris. I appreciate that. Thanks for saying yeah, that. Yeah. I'm, I'm excited for you. So it's awesome. Sorry. I know this episode is a lot of me talking and, and I do love sharing that story, but hopefully uh, if you're listening to this, you find just the, this, yeah. uh, this thing interesting and, you know, and also maybe it'll give you a little courage yourself to just stay the course, be yeah, patient, be patient. Yeah. Um, in, in what it is you want to do. Yeah. So, ten, ten, right, year. before, 10 years. 10 years. Yeah. It's a long time. That's how old we are. Things are taking. Better get started years. now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. We're going to wrap this up. Um, before we go, let's shout out our sponsor, Looney Band Comedy Club in Tulsa, Oklahoma. Hey, if you are looking for a premier comedy experience, then go to Tulsa.LooneyBand dot com and uh, check out their headliners and if you go on wednesday night not only will you get to see local comics at the open mic showcase but you will get to uh if you call ahead and uh you work in the service industry you can get a cheaper or a free ticket just call ahead uh thursday night is ladies night the same sort of thing uh if you are a lady then call ahead to the club ladies uh call ahead to the club (laughs) <laughs> you can get a free or discounted ticket. I'm going to check that website because they just updated their uh, their website. And I want to make sure that I'm saying the right. Uh, and I said it wrong. Look at that. Uh, let's see here. Okay, there it is. All right. Uh, Tulsa.LoonyVinComedy.com. That's what it is. All right. Where are we at? Okay. If you want to check out their stellar headliners, then you can go to tulsa.loonybincomedy.com and have an awesome time. And tell them the guys from Risk It for the Biscuit sent you. I don't won't get you anything. That's but us. They'll, but that's <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but that's us. It okay, won't cool. Help you. All right. 
Do you guys want to say anything before? Oh, and don't forget. <laughs> oh, my gosh. August, August, August. 26th, I'm opening in Tulsa, Oklahoma for comedian Dustin Nickerson. You can get your tickets now. We know. Can that's, we just replay that's, the, every episode before this? Just edit that stellar, in. Stellar clean comedian. He's going to be per- performing at a new club we have opening up called Bricktown Comedy Club, Tulsa. So uh, August 26th, grab your tickets. People, guys, are going, they're going fast. And it's a clean show, so it's 13 and up on the ages. I'm not even excited. I'm not excited about the show anymore. I'm just excited (laughs) about you not talking about the show. That's what I'm most excited about. Oh man, it's June. We have so far to go. So far to go. (laughs) Just the closer we get, it's going to get more intense. Yeah. 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 This episode is about what's happening (laughs) on. August 26th. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, hey, like and subscribe to our podcast. Follow me at Hey Adam Bush. Follow Chris's comedy at Chris Munch Comedy. And uh, follow Gary at Northern Creative on Instagram. We love you guys. Love you. See you. See you. <laughs>